0: Well, Father Jonathan, it's been a while. How are we doing? Here we are. Good, good. Did you have a restful break? We took a week off.
1: We did take a week off. It was restful, though, as I told you, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, off the air, I am in Europe, and in Europe, at least where I'm at, the finals for students happen in January. So my restful time in the mountains last week uh, was spent (laughs) working on finals.
0: Yeah, so Europeans don't believe in... uh, break
1: it's it's a very strange thing i mean americans we get a bad <laughs> we get a bad rap for being workaholics but man i gotta tell you like i'm not seeing much much better here you know
0: yeah yeah um, we all know about that workahol
1: yeah exactly so uh so last week uh we were off and i didn't actually preach at mass last sunday or even today i'm kind of taking taking a couple of weeks for away like Ooh. like today i was supposed to go to church But we had this massive snowstorm in Spain that shut the country down for... For the first time ever. Yeah, basically. Like, I mean, outside my window, there are just... It's like two feet of snow that... It's like unreal. It's I mean, it it would be like if in Houston, you had a foot of snow overnight.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to get something like that. It's it's currently raining ice right now. I'm not in Houston proper, but it's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so I didn't get to preach today either, um, and uh, you're on retreat, so you probably didn't have a mess either today?
0: Today, no. We're going to have Sunday Mass for the, we're on sophomore retreat, uh, and we're going to have Sunday Mass here in a little while. I did preach yesterday for Saturday, which is not Sunday. <laughs> for those uh, keeping score, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's right. Uh, yeah, I think I'm on for the... Sunday Mass schedule next week. Okay, so. cool.
1: Yeah, I'll be back at my parish then too. So we'll touch base next week. Um, yeah. So anyway, we are uh, now back in the ordinary time.
0: In the ordinary time. You know what? I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, was going to say as much as, we, <laughs> as much as we talk about how great it is to be in new seasons, I find that that's the true statement. That's the truth statement. I really look forward to new seasons, even if it's, like, going back to ordinary time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, it's, we've spent however many weeks doing this thing. It's great. I love it. And now it's like, okay, it's, we're ready, we're, it's time for something new. It's time for a change.
1: Yeah. It's actually part of the wisdom of having so many changes throughout the year, is, like, the changes themselves are jarring on purpose, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. Like, I can't wait for us to start Ordinary Time and then to transition into, into Lent and, yeah, yeah, we've got Lent soon. I think the hardest times are like the long summer months of ordinary time. Like then it just becomes right. kind of a drag of months right. and months and months. Um, but anyway, this is that small little stint of ordinary time that we get for a couple of weeks. Um, so anyway, yeah. So this upcoming week, I think we have a great set of readings. I, I, I when I was reading these, I was thinking about how much I like ordinary time. Uh, even though I complain about it during the ordinary time, like this <laughs> set of readings really reminded me why I like it. It's just because like, oh, there's a clear thing here like here's a very it's a very clear set of readings that are intentionally put together it's not trying to pigeonhole with like an overarching season or anything at all it's just like boom the call of samuel boom the call of the disciples yeah
0: yeah yeah no it's 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 great in that sense and it's all about call and i love it uh what i really like though and okay let me back up i'm getting ahead of myself I think these are really phenomenal readings especially if we take a broader uh uh scope if we take a step back and look at what's going on in the world not just in the United States okay there's a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to say the least but like we're starting to approach the one year like anniversary of covid of when uh, not of covid but when like things started to shut down yeah yeah and so what do these readings mean in light of everything else that are that are weighing on people weighing on their hearts weighing on their minds you know what does it mean to say here i am hmm hmm speak lord for your servant is listening yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah there's like are we listening no that's a good question <laughs> like
1: are are we able to hear the voice of the lord in the midst of so much uncertainty darkness change transition um even even just looking back, as you said, over the course of a full year of COVID, how can we ask the question: Is the Lord been talking to us during the year? Are we listening to the Lord throughout the entirety of this year, or are we uh, finding ourselves deaf to His call because we're just so overrun by by so much? Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into the Samuel reading though with a with a curveball. I want to not focus on samuel because i think that samuel is a really good example of you know hearing the call and that's a really good thing to preach on um i think more important maybe is eli because eli hmm. wasn't understanding that it was the lord that was calling samuel right, right. Ooh, samuel yeah. knew right away like like yeah. he didn't know that it was god right away because he didn't know the lord but he knew that someone was calling him and eli was the one that was like oh you silly child like go back to bed Like, how many of us are just so complacent with what we expect God to do that we just keep telling people, no, God is not working in that way? To go back to bed. Like, there are generational issues there. There are racial issues there that just influence tremendously when we tell people, no, that's not how God works. God works in this way. Like, we, we run into that a lot in the church of, like, this is the way we do things. We've done it this way forever. It's like, that sounds like Eli, who's saying, like, no go back to bed the lord is not working in that way it's like oh (laughs) maybe the lord is working in that way
0: yeah no i think you're really onto something i mean think about all the ways in which and this is not just in uh, the catholic church it's not just in the united states but look at the way we tend to rally around like camp around particular figures you know in the church an example could be you know oh well I, you know, I'm a big fan of Pope Benedict. Pope Francis, not so much. Mm-hmm. Or in the United States, you know, that's clear. You know, with the presidential nonsense, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we think that we think that these people are are the ones that are going to save us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and these people are the ones that are going to to free us from all of our problems and our anxieties and our fears. And it's like we're doing the right. We're hoping. How do I want to put this? We're hoping for the right thing. Like, we're our desires are good, but we're just placing that hope on the wrong person. Mm-hmm. All of those things that we want, Jesus is going to give us. Right, right. <laughs> but we're not willing to to say that to ask. Mm. And I think that's the beauty. I mean, that's the beauty of our gospel reading from John. Like, this is exactly what, what Peter is coming to find out. Like, all of these other people are nothing. We have found the Messiah. Yeah. So And that is Jesus. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah so like i i did underline this in the uh, alleluia verse. I was kind of chuckling about it before because it's just out of context it sounds really silly uh we have found we have found the Messiah it's like, oh, I didn't realize he was lost like where where <laughs> it's like it's, right. it's like oh no no, like we have found him because we've been looking for him, but it's great like you're pointing out with Peter it's like, no, this is the one to that we've been looking for like this is the one that we yeah that event you know, yeah, this is the one that we want to follow
0: you know, and that that actually that that helps I think narrow what I was just trying to say down a little bit. We naturally look for the Messiah we naturally look for, naturally look for the one that will that will come and save us that will bring truth and grace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh Are we like Eli are we going to be able to see uh the one that has come? Or you know, is it going to take yeah? Hey, the question more time. The, or the
1: question, the question that's very clear from the gospel, and this is why it's a vocation. Like this is the perfect reading for vocations. You know, it's it's what are you looking for? You know, what are you looking yeah. for? Like that's the question that Jesus asked them. That's the question that we need to be asking ourselves and asking people who are discerning and asking our world. Like, what are you looking for? Like, there's a whole homily there. Like, what are you looking for? But then on the flip side, not just what are you looking for, but and we mentioned this a few weeks ago, but like. Are are you are you willing to admit that what you're looking for may not be what God is offering you? Mm. That you're mm-hmm. looking for God and that's good and you're looking for him in all the right ways, but maybe he's going to surprise you. Like Eli was <laughs> surprised that God was speaking to this child. It's like how many right. how many more fights are we gonna be going into in the church where it's like, well, the youth The youth want Latin masses, or the youth want, you know, social justice workshops, or the youth want this, but we don't do that. Um, Yeah. It's like, what do you mean we don't do that? It's like, what are you (laughs) looking for? I'm looking for Jesus. And Jesus is in the poor. He's in the liturgy. He's in the truth. He's in beauty. He's in everything. And I want all that. And then there are people who say in the church, no, because we just don't do it that way. That's Eli talking, you know?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Ooh, yeah. You know, but we're, I like but that. what Jesus
1: is saying is like, look, what are you looking for? And if you're looking for me, then come, come and you will see. You know?
0: Well that that's difficult because I mean it it takes away our in a sense, it takes away what am I trying to say, our comfort zones. It takes away the things that we're that we that we like. Like I don't when when people say we don't do that, it usually means I don't like that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> and to say that God is going to be working in the ways that, that I don't like is a very difficult thing to do, to say, mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. live, because that's calling something from me, not just from all of these other people, but like, that's calling me to be, to act differently. Right. And it's like, wait, 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 <laughs> hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here to change everybody else, not me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's just change
1: gears really quick because we've been talking a lot about this call thing, and I think that's a that's probably the most obvious way for us to talk about this Sunday's readings is vocation, yeah. call. I think we have given a good spin with like being willing to be surprised and to accept things as God is offering them and not be prejudiced. What else? Where else can we go? Like we 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 just had the baptism of the Lord, and this is beginning with John. Well, what do you think?
0: So so this could be a touchy s- subject. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the second reading. Okay. And I feel like this is something that we don't really talk about all that often. Like bodily morality. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. The body is not for <laughs>
1: immorality, before the Lord.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, go on that. Talk about that for a little bit. Well,
0: I mean, you know, at the very base level, kind of what you were just saying, like, okay, we just had uh, Christmas season. God has become like us. Flesh, uh, temptation, etc. And then we had the baptism, something else that we all go through. Uh, he didn't need to be baptized; he chose to be baptized uh, to, for that cleansing, for that to become a new creation. And so I think this is an opportunity for us now that we're 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 no longer in the Christmas season, but now uh, like chugging along, if you will what do we do with that new body?
1: Mm, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Especially since Christmas is all about the incarnation. Like Jesus took on flesh. Yeah, We've been thinking about his earthly body for a very long time in the last couple of weeks. And now we're asking ourselves, how do we sin with our bodies?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that body <laughs> that's,
1: been, that's been elevated, our flesh has been elevated by the incarnation. How can we then, like thinking about that in terms of like, instead of just having arguments about morality and natural law and all that and ethics, how about sin against the body as a sin against the incarnation? Like now thinking in, Mm -hmm. in the context of Christmas, when you sin with the body, what you're doing is rejecting the incarnation, you know, in some way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. Okay. 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 You know, and I know people get, I get, uh, uh, this, this, These verses get told at me a lot, Uh, and you probably know why. Every other, uh, what am I trying to say here? Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, It's so fascinating how people take readings like this and try to put such a restrictive, constricting, uh, uh, stifling, and I'm being overly... uh, Expressive. Yeah, dramatic about this on purpose because it's it's somewhat close to home. Um, to say that we can't do anything with our bodies. We can't we can't have fun, we can't enjoy, rejoice in the fact that we have been given these wonderful bodies, mm. sinful as they are, and we just fall so as soon as we start talking about bodily morality, we start taking such a, a hot puritanical take that it's nauseating yeah, for me. Yeah, Yeah. Like, don't do anything because it'll just lead you to sin. Mm. It's like, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Have we not been paying attention this whole time?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, this is good. This is good. Here, so one of my questions I was going to ask you about why this may be difficult for us to preach on uh, and why we often don't preach about about bodily morality, I, I think one of the reasons I hesitate, and it may just be because I haven't heard enough confessions, I don't know, but like, I always <laughs> stifle myself because I'm afraid that I'm projecting onto people what isn't their sin. Mm, like, yeah. it's like, am I projecting onto you people, like, lust and bodily abuse <laughs> or whatever it is? Like, am I projecting that onto you based off of what I expect people to be doing without really knowing? It, maybe that's one of the reasons that preachers have a hard time preaching on bodily sins, because yeah. it's like, could be. Could do be. I really know if people are struggling with this, or am I just assuming they are? I don't know. I mean, this is one of the reasons I mean, that confession I- is great. To know, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that we could call that a trick of the Holy Spirit to, to for or the of the evil spirit. Sorry, <laughs> uh, for you to be convinced that you're the only one with these sins. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right.
0: I think that's a trick of the evil spirit for you to think. Well, people don't struggle with this. I struggle with this, so I can't speak out against this. Mm,
1: yeah. 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 No, that's good. Uh, let me let me put one more piece in this. Okay. Um, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ, but whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him? I wonder if you could do like a play here with like the body of Christ, like the we are the body of Christ, and then our own bodies. So like when we sin against ourselves, we're also sinning against the, the body of Christ. So like to your point about thinking that I'm in isolation in my sins, it's like, well, no, no, no. That's part of the trick. It's like, the whole body suffers these cancers and we're not alone in that you know and so the bodily sins that i might struggle with like that's the same sins that you might struggle with or someone else and mm-hmm. the whole body mm-hmm. suffers because these are sins that affect yeah. the whole body uh and not just me you know um
0: yeah and you know when we i think you're right and when we when we start thinking about our sin so this other weird take when we start talking about bodily morality is that it only affects me, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, and I think your point is a good one that no, when you misuse or abuse your own body in many ways, it affects the people around you. Mm-hmm. It has to, because we don't live in isolation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in this relationship in this dynamic relationship with one another. hmm um and so this hyper individualistic um sense that we've got i think is just really really misleading and misguiding us yeah. into understanding what it truly means to be bodied embodied
1: yeah totally good um hey in the last few <laughs> few minutes i just want to throw one more thing at you um okay in 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 the gospel i i circled three words because i thought it was really weird that the gospel has the phrase, which translated means, it has it three times. Uh-huh. Uh, it has it for the word rabbi. yeah, look at that. For the, for the word rabbi, for the word Christ, and the word kaphos. So uh-huh. I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing. Like, if you could link those three together, why, like, why are all three of those not... Why are those being translated? Like why, <laughs> So, like, why do you need to tell us they're being translated? Obviously, they're being translated. Like, I mean, so, I don't know. I think yeah. it's interesting, like there two of them are titles of Christ and one of them is a the title of Peter, you know? Yeah. And so there's a link here in terms of how Peter and Christ, you know, with the titles that they have, I don't know. You could do a whole thing there.
0: Yeah. That's, that, that really is interesting. I hadn't thought of that. You know, I, I just off the top of my head, I wonder if it's something like, this is so important that I'm going to to use my original language yep. to emphasize.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. It's so uh. important that Jesus is the teacher It's so important that Jesus is the Christ. It's so important that Peter is the rock. Like, there's a whole thing here of the significance of Peter being the rock. It's not just, oh, he's nicknamed Rocky, you know? It's, no, no, no. Like, (laughs) we're going to use the original language here because this is very important, as important, perhaps, as calling Jesus teacher, you know? Um, Right, right. Yeah, anyway, there's a whole thing there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't don't say... It'd be kind of weird. I don't know if we could. We don't say Jesus Messiah. We say Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. No. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Anyway, just something for you to, to chew on. <laughs> um, there's something to be said. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can connect it back to, like, the first homily we were talking about with vocation. Like, you know, receiving uh-huh. your new name um, and all that. But it goes beyond just a name. It's also a new identity. He's the teacher, the Christ, the rock. Like, you are the whatever the... Is what's the name that God gives you. Right. Um, Right. Anyway, that's my parting thought. What else? You got any last minute thoughts?
0: So I didn't mention this uh, before, but in in our second reading, I love, and I can't stress this enough, I love when St. Paul or Jesus or somebody gives us these real short little statements that you can just say and memorize and have in your pocket. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and saint paul says avoid immorality <laughs> <laughs> boom done <laughs> yeah it's
1: like can you summarize can you summarize christian ethics for me yeah uh yeah. Av- avoid immorality <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really good i like that i like that avoid immorality yeah. so that's my
0: parting thought good avoid immorality <laughs> we have found the
1: messiah avoid immorality <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy till next time